fact that there is a secret weapon. If, if Lois gets a little bit unhappy or a little bit agitated, we will deploy the cheese string, which, <laughs> which will bring calm and peace to, uh, to all our proceedings. Perhaps we ought to just distribute cheese strings around the world and perhaps we'll stop falling out with each other and fighting. <laughs> cheese strings, they're the answer. So it is, uh, it's, it's a great privilege, and I really want to thank Alison and Anthony for asking me to be uh, a, a part of this baptism, or to take the baptism and give me the privilege of speaking. And Dave, thank you also for your hospitality and letting me uh, uh, be here this morning. I've known Anthony and Alison for <laughs> a few years. <laughs> Bless, it's quite frightening when folk who were in your youth group are now producing their own youth groups. <laughs> Anyway, it's a joy to be here, and um, uh, some of the words of the baptism will appear up on the screen. And there is a bit right at the beginning where we're all going to join in. And it would be nice if we actually sounded like we were actually convinced by this idea. So that it's actually asking us as a church family, both here at St. Stephen's and from churches far and wide, to kind of support Anthony and Alison in bringing up both Nicole and Lois in the faith. So your response is, with the help of God, we will. Should we say that together? With the help of God, we will. Outstanding. We could take that up a couple of notches, but, uh, but that's fantastic. So let me begin. Faith is the gift of God to his people. In baptism, the Lord is adding to our number those who he is calling. People of God... That's you. Will you welcome Lois and uphold her in her new life in Christ? With the help of God, we will. Outstanding. And can I ask um, Anthony Alson and our lovely godparents to stand for a moment? Fantastic. Let's have Nicole in there as well. Parents and godparents. The church receives this child with joy. Today we are trusting God for her growth in faith. Will you pray for her? Draw her by your example into the community of faith and walk with her in the way of Christ. Brilliant. In baptism, Lois begins her journey of faith. You speak for her today. Will you care for her and help her to take her place within the life and worship of Christ Church? With the help of God, we will. Brilliant. Okay. In baptism, God calls us out of darkness into his marvellous light to follow Christ means dying to sin and rising to new life with him. So again, I'm going to ask you uh, some questions, three things to turn away from and three things to actively choose. So again, parents and godparents, do you reject the devil and all rebellion against God? I reject them. Do you renounce the deceit and corruption of evil? And you repent of the sins that separate us from God and neighbour. I repent of them. 
having turned away from those things that are of darkness, we make active choices to follow Jesus. Do you turn to Christ as Saviour? I turn to Christ. Do you submit to Christ as Lord? I submit to Christ. And do you come to Christ, the way, the truth, and the life? I come to Christ. <laughs> One G string down already. Have we got we got backup G strings. Two more. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> okay, Lois. Christ claims you for His own. Receive the sign of the cross. Do not be ashamed to confess the faith of Christ crucified. We say together, fight valiantly as a disciple of Christ against sin, the world, and the devil, and remain faithful to Christ to the end of your life. Lois, may Almighty God deliver you from the powers of darkness lead you in the light and obedience of Christ and restore in you the image of the glory of Jesus. Amen. Shall I have a pew for a moment? Well, it's a seat actually. <laughs> Praise God who made heaven and earth, who keeps his promise forever. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is right to give thanks and praise. Almighty God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, was baptised in the River Jordan, we thank you for the gift of water to cleanse us and revive us. We thank you, through the waters of the Red Sea, you led your people out of slavery to freedom in the Promised Land. We thank you that through the deep waters of death, you brought your son and raised him to life in triumph. Bless Lois, that washed in this water, she may be weighed one with Christ in his death and in his resurrection and be cleansed and delivered from all sin. Send your Holy Spirit upon her. Bring her to new birth in the household of faith and raise her with Christ to full and eternal life for all might, majesty, authority and power are yours now and forever. Amen. Let us suggest we all stand for a moment as we declare together the faith of the church. Anthony, Alison, and Nicole, you have brought Lois to baptism. I ask you, along with the body of Christ in this place, to declare the Christian faith into which she will be baptized and in which we will all help her to grow. So, do you believe and trust in God the Father who made the world? I believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in his son, Jesus Christ, who redeemed, who rescued mankind? I believe and trust in him. And you believe and trust in the Holy Spirit, who gives life to the people of God? I believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. 
we believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Would you like to be seated apart from Anthony and Alison, some lovely godparents, and Nicole, you come up here as well. Have we got a cheese string ready? Because well, it got, oh, ham and crackers, now. Ham and crackers. <laughs> fantastic! It's like a proper picnic. If you come round this side, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Now then, yeah. lovely, lovely Lois. Ooh. <laughs> I, I know what somebody goes. Ooh, ooh, sad little bunny, ham and crackers. Now then, I think I know the words. <laughs> <laughs> and Lois's full name. Lois Rebecca, sad, sad little bunny. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Hooray! I think we could all say hooray at that point. That's lovely. Lois. You have been clothed with Christ. As many are as baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. Should we hand her back? That might work better. There's mum. There's mum and there's a ham cracker. Shall I just have that one? There we go. Here we go, poppet. Yeah. Don't nick me ham cracker, whatever you do. Lovely, lovely Lois and lovely, lovely Nicole. May God, who has received you by baptism into his church, pour upon you the riches of his grace, that within the company of Christ's pilgrim people, you may daily be renewed by the anointing of his spirit and come to the inheritance of the saints in glory. There is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, Lois. By one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. That's a fancy way of saying you're part of God's family, the church. So we will welcome into the fellowship of faith. We are children of the same Heavenly Father. We welcome you. I think we do. I think we've got some gifts for you, Lois, as well. So it's lovely. We're presenting a candle, which, ooh. That's here go. God has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and has given us a place with the saints of light. You have received the light of Christ. And in this light, walk all the days of your life. Amen. And we say it together, shine as a light in the world to the glory of God the Father. And another piece of light. As you enjoy reading stories and praying together, I hope this will be a rich resource for you as you share Bible stories together. Wonderful stuff. You are actually allowed to blow the candle out if you want. <laughs> but it's lovely to kind of light it on birthdays, anniversaries of a baptism. Easter special times to remind you of the light of Christ shining in your lives. Bless you.
do take up you. Today's reading is from 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, and it's on page 1191 in the Church Bibles. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God our Savior, and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus, so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer, or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Such things promote controversial speculations rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. This is the word of the Lord. Let me read a bit from 1 Timothy chapter uh, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Um, which uh, I think we might work out um, why we picked this bit. Paul, again, we're like eavesdropping on somebody's private correspondence. Paul, a great Christian leader, writing to a, a young man called Timothy, and he writes these words, I thank God whom I served as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience, as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. And then this is the amazing verse. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois, in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. It's a lovely picture of faith being handed down through the generations from uh, Grandmother Lois to Eunice and on to Timothy. We're kind of reversing that today. So from Ruth to Alison to Lois. So it's um, a lovely idea of faith being passed on and celebrated in families. And um, we're going to have a, a go at an activity in a moment. Um, I'm going to uh, recruit a bit of help, Stephanie, obviously. Um, What I'm going to do is give you a kind of set of uh, paper chain people, right? Now, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you not to do anything with the person in the middle, okay? Leave that one blank. But around the person in the middle, I'd like you, in your families, if you're here as a family to create your family. So it might be mum and dad and a couple of children. If there are more than two children in your family plus a mum and dad, you can take an extra set of people and just extend your family. So make sure you do incorporate all the people in your family. Resist the temptation to do anything with the the central character. I'll explain what we're going to do with that in a moment. Now you may be thinking, actually... I don't have a family in that sense. In which case, think about those people who are the significant relationships 
in your life. They may not be family, but they may be friends, folk who you're really close to, folk who mean a great deal to you. And uh, you may be, it may be you, and you may have uh, some kids, they may not be a partner or anything like that. It's kind of fine. Represent the set of relationships that are really precious and dear to you. So it may be a family, it may be a set of friends. Are you, are you clear on all of that? Yes. yes. Is that a question? It looks like a question to me. And the question is? Um, if you've got, right, put all the people who you think are important parts of your family. If you've got a rabbit, you can actually include the rabbit as well. Good work. So if I take a bundle and Stephanie, if you take the um, the bowl, and uh, if we just hand these out to you, and. Uh, uh, we do have pens. Do you want to be pen monitor? You can be pen monitor. There we are. We'll put you to work, Alison. Great stuff. So uh, there's some pens coming round. Can I? Great stuff. Excellent. them an outfit remember ignore the middle one don't do anything with the middle one but create your family around them Have we all got pens Have we all got people it'd be lovely if you could do this as a whole family so you only create one family between you much for, um, for doing that. Um, uh, you may still have a bit of work to do, that's fine. Where you, can, you are allowed to do a bit of colouring or drawing or whatever during, um, uh, during the next song that we sing. But first of all, let's just pause for a moment. And let's pray for our families. And uh, I say we may have drawn kind of blood relations, or perhaps actually we've drawn you know, those who are our close friends, those who are precious to us. But let's, uh, let's hold carefully uh, those paper dollies and, uh, and think about the people who are closest to us and dear to us. That's a lot of family over there. You need more paper? Do you know, I've got to say, on Friday, I cut out 80 paper dolly chains. I even hurt my finger. I even got the beginnings of a blister. And I thought, I have cut out way too many paper dollies. But I hadn't. I apologise if you didn't get enough to represent the fullness of your family. But let's, let's pray now. So perhaps holding that paper chain, perhaps holding it together as a, as a family or as those significant relationships if they're near us. Lord, we thank you that you unite us together in families and friendships. Thank you for those who are really significant to us, those who we dearly love and who show love to us. And Lord, as we pray for our families, we ask your richest blessing upon them. 
that you would pour into our relationships grace and love, goodness and forgiveness. And we pray that too for those relationships that are really important and really significant to us. As we pray, we remember those who we love but who are no longer part of our lives. We remember those who have died. We thank you and treasure the memory of them. And as we pray, we recognise that for some of us, experience of family may not have been a particularly happy or comfortable experience. As we think about close relationships, there may be a sense of sadness, sense of loss, a sense of anger or resentment. And we offer, Lord, to you those things. We pray that we may know what it is to be part of a wider family, your family, the church, that we may discover there goodness, grace, love, forgiveness, and new life. And as we hold these chains of people, we pray for the nations of the world. We pray that in a world that is often divided and broken, where relationships are broken and strained, we pray for healing and we pray for peace. And we pray particularly this morning, for Alison, for Anthony, Nicole and Lois. We pray your richest blessing upon their family life. We pray that each one of them, individually and together, may know you, love you and follow you. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's um, fantastic to be part of uh, a kind of special family occasion, both a, an actual family occasion and a church family occasion. And uh, last weekend was a, a glorious weekend uh, for me. Uh, I can't resist. My daughter got married. I'm sorry this is not up on the screen. Whoop, whoop. And it was, it was just a fabulous, fabulous occasion. You know you've brought your kids up right when one of their wedding photographs features them holding a cup of tea. <laughs> but, um, but I say it was, a, it was a wonderful, wonderful occasion. And uh, what was, uh, I don't think it's unique, but pretty extraordinary, when uh, the wedding certificate was filled in, where you have the profession of the groom, the profession of the bride, profession of the groom's father, and the profession of the bride's father, in each and every space, it basically had, well, it had written in clerk in holy orders, which is basically a way of saying a clergy person. So all four people were actually kind of clergy. Ruth is ordained, her, her, her husband now, wow, how lovely that is to say. Toby is ordained, obviously I'm ordained, and Toby's dad is ordained. And it was just a lovely occasion of recognising kind of how faith was passed on in a family. And I know and recognise how 
painful and difficult it is sometimes. We're in a family where you've tried to nurture and bring up your children in the faith and they walk away from it. And I, I acknowledge how painful that is and uh, just the, yeah, the pain of those experiences. But it is a delight where you see faith passed on from generation to generation. And that's what Paul, when he writes to Timothy, is saying. This is brilliant because your grandma, Lois, was a follower of Jesus. Your mum, Eunice, was a follower of Jesus. And you now are a follower of Jesus. That passing on of faith from generation to generation. The um, Church of England, along with a number of uh, other organisations, has written a really important report, which, ah, oh, there's a badger, um, about the passing on of faith. It's a thing called Talking Jesus. And it's a really, really important bit of research. I just want to um, throw a couple of facts and figures at you and then get you to do something with your paper chains. Well-known fact that 80% of people who choose to follow Jesus do so by the age of 20. So as Christian communities, as churches, our work with children and young people is vitally, vitally important. We need to invest in children and young people and give them the opportunity to hear about Jesus and choose to follow him for themselves. What we didn't know before this research was done, that actually 40%, that's four out of every 10 people, actually make a choice and see the roots of their faith as being before the age of four. Now often in churches, what we do with young people, particularly sort of preschoolers, is just set them loose with a bit of colouring or a few fuzzy felt figures or a few raggedy toys. But actually, and this is really well done research, four out of ten people see the roots and the beginnings of their faith as being before the age of four. So actually, alongside giving lowest cheese strings and ham crackers, which are wonderful things, Lois and Nicole, as parents, you need to let them have Jesus as well and not wait until they're older. And actually, it shows to churches how vitally important it is that we really, really invest in early years, not just kind of youth work. And then the last bit of um, information that I'm just going to mention before we do something with our paper chains is that actually significant numbers of Christian families, excuse me, kind of saying this with lots of children present, um, treat sharing the faith in the same way as they treat sex education, right? That actually, oh, that's a bit of a difficult thing to deal with. So we'll, we'll pass on responsibility to schools. They can do the not sex education, <laughs> right? We'll leave it to schools. We'll pass on responsibility to other people. And actually, sometimes we have that same temptation in sharing the faith. 
Do we actually think, oh, I don't quite know how to say this. I don't know how to do this. Oh, it feels a bit awkward, a bit clunky doing Jesus with your own kids. Well, let church do it or let school do it. And what this research has shown, it is vitally important that actually in our families, we talk about faith, we talk about prayer, we talk about the Bible, and we have active faith celebrated at the heart of our family life. So if that's not currently part of your experience as a family, can I suggest you think about doing that? Perhaps beginning by reading Bible stories together, talking about the story, having times of prayer together as a family. It is vitally, vitally important. What I want to invite you to do is in your paper chains, hopefully having left the middle figure blank, <laughs> you could either draw Jesus, or if you want, you could do a bit of tearing and folding and create the image of a cross. Because actually, to make family life, just to make life in general work best, it works best when you put Jesus right at the centre. That actually family life revolves around Jesus. That he makes family life. So either have a go at drawing Jesus, or if it's easier, just simply alter the shape of the central figure to be a cross. Lovely. Thank you so much for doing that. In a moment, I think Dave's going to come up and introduce our last song. A closing comment is, in your family or your significant relationships, put Jesus at the very heart. That's where he belongs. If you have got young children or grandchildren, talk about following Jesus with them. Pray with them. Read the Bible with them. Let Jesus be there at the very beginning of life and through their childhood. Help them discover the joy of what it means to follow Jesus and have him in your life. And what I want to say is that actually if you've come along today as a guest and visitor and you're thinking, I really don't know a right lot about this Jesus stuff. This is kind of new to me. i just come to support Alison or Ali or I've just tipped up this morning because I fancied coming. I invite you to think about a way in which you could get to know Jesus better. Perhaps start reading one of the Gospels, the story of the life of Jesus, perhaps the one written by his friend Lou. Perhaps go online and search for information about the Christian faith. But all of us need to discover what it means to have Jesus at the centre of our lives and the joy that he brings. Mm -hmm.